Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Social Liability Podcast, the podcast where we discuss those folks in our lives that violate the social contracts that we all agree to live by. I am your host, the Raspberries, with my co-host, the Buck Grundle, bringing you new and interesting stories from the far reaches of the internet. And my lord, are we having technical problems today, Buck? <laughs> yeah, yes, we are, and they are not my fucking fault this time. No, they're all human error, and they belong to me. I've, we've started. This is the sixth time we've started the podcast, and I'm going to have an aneurysm. <laughs> I'm I'm over here loving life. I'm like, oh my gosh, there are so many problems in the world. None of them are caused by me. Oh, <laughs> oh, Buck. What this week? You've sent me a bunch of stories. And I was, I was going through the first half of them. I figured out they were all Florida woman stories. Every one of them. And I, and I just realized I also that um, I was so quick to, uh, to, to, to put the title bar at the top of the screen for the video version that I misspelled Florida. So I had to go back and fix that. I just did that on the fly. And no, we're not starting the podcast over. Just not doing it. Nope. There's an error. That's just the way it is. Oh, folks. Okay, Buck, we're going to start right in on this, though, because we're going to start with a... <laughs> oh, geez. This is a WFLA Florida. And let me just point out, these are all Florida stories. And while the song does say Florida man, I, I think we got to do it. Florida man, Florida man, does whatever the fuck he can. Makes headlines every time. Florida's paradigm. Look out! Here comes Florida. Or in this case, Florida woman, as a seminal woman arrested, accused of breaking sink in Irish 31 bathroom during intimate encounter. It's a lot of mouthful, but the bar is called the Irish 31. Okay, so in Seminole, Florida, a seminal woman was charged with criminal mischief after an intimate encounter in a pub bathroom ended in breaking the sink off the wall Tuesday, according to an affidavit. The affidavit said Catherine uh, Trammer, 37, and a friend were in the bathroom of the Irish 31 pub in Seminole together when the staff members had to ask them to leave. The pair then sat at the bar before entering the bathroom again and leaving a short time later. However, the pub staff noticed the second bathroom visit, the sink was broken off the wall. (laughs) This prompted the pub's owner to press charges. Police said after uh, reading her her rights, Tremble admitted to getting into a into getting physical with her friend in the bathroom and breaking the sink off the wall, causing $500 in damage. Trammell did not elaborate exactly how the sink was damaged. Do we... Do, did, did, did they... What, what kind of sick fuck right in that police report is like, I'm going to need details, ma'am. <laughs> Let me get my tissues. <laughs> I, I, uh... Yeah. I mean, like, hmm... Mm-mm-mm. I mean, like, the, uh, is that all you're going to say is make noises? Come on, speak, speak, Buck. How high are you? Speak. I'm pretty stoned. I'm probably at like an eight. <laughs> but no. <laughs> well, I mean, you ask the question, hey, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. That's that's what happened here. Like, you know, chick, chicken or friend. That's why I'm making so many noises. I'm trying to, like, get a visual in my head. Like, was this a male friend? Was this a female friend? You've obviously had physical contact, which you've admitted to in the restroom of a bar. Um, you know, what kind of physical contact was it? Like, I'm the sick fuck writing the police report asking for details. 
<laughs> like, no, uh, let's just, I'm not even going to put a finer point on it. You know, I am, I, I am very, very like, I have some real, real social liability blue balls here. <laughs> like, I, I am very dissatisfied with the way this story has ended and left me on the precipice of, of just of greatness. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I could have put this in my motherfucking spank bank, and they ruined it. But no, so I don't know. I think I'm just gonna give her and her friend like one. I mean, I don't. I'm gonna give. No, no, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go up to a two because they damaged shit and then tried to fucking ditch. There you that's, go. That's where I am. That's where I am. The, the damaged it. Okay, we get it. Cool. <laughs> it's a cool story. It's a cool story for the bar too. You know, but right. But the fact that they tried to ditch. Different story. That's entirely. yeah. Yeah, so we'll give this lady a two and move on. I'm going to give it a two as well. <laughs> okay, we're moving on. <laughs> this one gets a little bit worse, and this comes from my favorite website, Buck. This is the Tampa, Florida Free Press. Uh, a, the Florida woman who was caught on camera attacking an Uber driver, Michael Hazzy, 30, or 23, has pled guilty earlier this week in court. Michelle Stitwell, 55, pleaded guilty to battery and disorderly conduct and was sentenced to 18 months probation and an $850 fine, a mental health evaluation, and must have no contact with the victim. In April, uh, Stillwell launched an unprovoked attack on Hazy uh, while he was driving her home in St. Pete. According to deputies, Stillwell reached forward and proceeded to choke the victim from behind and then uh, eventually bit Hazy on the neck. Deputies say that Hazy was attempting to call 911 during the attack, but was unable to as Hazy continued to bite, scratch, and strangle him by the throat. Witnesses saw the attack, notified the police, and pulled Stillwell off Hazy, uh, separating the two until deputies arrived. Witnesses were able to take photos and record parts of the attack on video. Dude, if you can see the pictures that I'm seeing right now... The... <laughs> Uh, Granny came up out between those two seats, and she got her a piece. Man, <laughs> this is bad. Um, but I, I think this really does illustrate a uh, a big difference in, in inequality of justice. She eighteen month probation and eight hundred and fifty dollar fine. Most people don't realize probation has different um, different phases or aspects to it, or different kinds of probation. Uh, there's probation where you check in. You know, once a week. Uh, there's ones where they come to your house periodically. But this is most likely the probation is, as long as you don't get arrested in the next 18 months, we'll leave you alone. That's probably yeah, what this she, is. It, 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 looks like, it looks exactly like she got unsupervised probation. That's, yeah. a, that's, that's what you were describing, is unsupervised probation. Well, even, even, and, even, even that has different tiers to it as well. Um, right. When they're coming up with the, uh, the, 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 the probation plan they can curtail it for each, uh, each individual participant. So, uh, it doesn't, she got, she got nothing. She got nothing. And just, I'm, I'm having trouble connecting some dots here. Could you, uh, help me out a little bit? What exactly set her off? Not that's like, why did she, nobody knows completely unprovoked. Okay. Okay. So that's why I don't remember it. It never, it was never brought the fuck up. No, she okay. just went nucking, so she, she just went nucking futz. <laughs> Okay, how is this woman only fifty five? I've see, I see the picture. Uh, like, 
it's it's equivalent to like the Nazi dude off the Last Crusade movie. Like you have chosen poorly, and then like he turns into that mummified like whatever whatever. Like that's what this looks like, but just like during the metamorphosis pro- process, not not at the end. Like this looks like a freeze frame caught in the middle and then put into real life. Well, crazy ages quickly. Let's just face reality there. Uh, have you ever known someone who actually was like <laughs> crazy? They, they look much older than they are usually. That's... This is true. Usually people... And the reason behind that is people usually have mental health uh, issues don't really take care of themselves. I mean, it's, I mean you got to call a spade a spade. I mean, it's, it's, it's just the way it is. True. True. Uh, but in, in this particular case, if she does have a mental health issue, I don't really want to score her because there's something wrong there. Um, but my question is, why before she was sentenced did they not require the mental health evaluation prior to? Right, because you know, if she if it was truly a mental health episode of some kind, you know there there's other ways you can go, but they they chose to pursue criminal charges, and in, in doing so, ordered the mental health evaluation. So obviously she was competent to stay in trial, but then we come to the inequality of the justice system, then where uh, she attacks him, and what? what what's the factor here? She's older than him. She's female. What's 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 the factor that you know she assaults somebody and they charge her with battery? Battery and assault are two different charges. Uh, battery. If I just come up and like like put my hand on you, like and just tell you to get back or even just touch you, make physical contact, that's battery. If I actually hurt you, that's assault. And she hurt him. <laughs> she was biting, clawing, scratching, choking. Uh, and there's certain states out there that have laws that if you administer any kind of strangulation, that's, an, that's its own charge in and of itself. So there's an inequality there, I see. And I'm going to give that, that that judge... Well, I can't because I don't know what's going on in the background. So you, who, are we, right. who are we scoring, Buck? Who are we scoring? I, I, don't, I don't think that this is a scorable article. I, I think that there are far too many variables. And, you know, just to... Just to there, there's nothing to score here. Just we, sad. We, like, it's just sad. And I feel bad for the guy that, you know, the Uber driver who's just trying to make a ducket and get his ass whipped by an old lady. Yeah, I mean, like, if we were to score anything, it would have to be the justice system, and that always gets a fucking five. So, I mean, there's nothing to score here. We'll just move on. All right, well, our next one comes from Breaking911.com. As a Florida woman on probation accused of attempting to set her ex-boyfriend on fire. Yeah. <laughs> so, Florida woman at her finest. Uh, following the, the following is a summary of events provided by the Flagler County Sheriff's Office. <clears throat> on December 6, 2021, the Flagler County Sheriff's Office responded to a call about a domestic dispute in Beth Lane on Palm Coast. Upon arrival, deputies uh, observed an object on fire in the yard. It can smell the strong odor of gasoline emitting from the home, and a gas can, a gasoline can, was visible on the counter. The suspect, later identified as Melanie Botts, was arrested after it was determined she attempted to set her ex-boyfriend and his home on fire. 
The victim stated that he was getting ready to leave his home, and while outside, bots arrived and started a verbal disturbance. During the argument, she went into the garage and grabbed a can of gasoline. When the victim went inside, he could immediately smell gasoline being uh, and observed it poured throughout the home. He advised the can was sitting on the counter with fumes emitting from the nozzle and actively burning. When he threw the can outside to prevent a fire inside the home, he also stated that bots grabbed him at one point and tried to pour gasoline on him and then poured gasoline around the perimeter of his home. Bots then left the area and was not on scene when deputies arrived. Deputies arrived to make contact with bots. Approximately 30 minutes later, uh, <laughs> bots contacted FCSO uh, to reference a different case. When deputies made contact with her, she was immediately arrested without incident. Upon searching bots, an Adderall pill was found in her back pocket along with a yellow packet labeled buprenorphine and uh, naloxone. I'm not sure what the naloxone is. Uh, this is an example how a domestic dispute can quickly escalate into a more critical situation, Sheriff Ricky Staley said. That's a totally sheriff, Florida sheriff's name, Ricky Staley. Uh, he got elected because of his name, guaranteed. Uh, I'm glad no one was hurt in the situation. Literally extremely volatile. <laughs> well, thanks, Ricky. Uh, no, no relationship problem is worth escalating to being arrested or losing your life. If you need help in a domestic situation, call us or seek help through Family Life Center before the situation becomes dire. Botts was previously arrested for possession of crack cocaine with intent to sell, possession of cocaine, possession of amphetamines, carrying unlicensed electrical weapon, (laughs) possession of marijuana under 20 grams, battery, aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, improper (laughs) exhibition of a dangerous weapon, battery of a law enforcement officer, and resisting officer without violence. Botts has been on probation since July 14th of 2020 for a previous felony battery. Botts was arrested for a battery, uh, domestic battery, arson, criminal mischief, possession of buprenorphine, possession of amphetamines, and vel- uh, felony violation of probation. She was transported to the Sheriff Hall, uh, Sheriff Perry Hall inmate detention facility and is being held on $61,000 bond. Wow, fucking Florida, man. Florida woman. <laughs> Shit. That. That is a special kind of fucked up, and it, I, it, no mental illness there, buddy. Oh, they're, they're, like that—that that was that's pure. That, drug that fuel. was all drug. That was all drug fueled, man. But I think this does harken back to the old adage of "Don't stick your dick in crazy." Okay. No, this is a very bad move, dude. My bad God. move. <laughs> I gotta give her like a three point five. No, I mean that was attempted murder, my friend. That's a five. Man, that's attempted murder and arson. That's a five. She I'll had, bump her up to a four. She actually got the gasoline on him, and there was fire. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I'm getting closer to a five. Nah, I'll stay at a four. You're, you're entitled to your score, Buck. You are entitled to your score. I just think your score is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you sound just like my first wife. <laughs> I don't need that. I don't need. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Poppy? <laughs> oh, hey man! If you're gonna put the stank on me, I'm gonna put the stank on you. 
Oh, this next one comes from Golf Digest. Okay? You sent this to me. What the heck are you doing looking at Golf Digest? Florida woman leaves. Oh, me. man. Go ahead. I, I really I really feel like I, I perused through this one because I saw it was from Golf Digest when I plucked it from Reddit. And I was like, ah, it's a Golf Digest article. And I read through it a little bit, and I was like, that's going in. <laughs> So let's let's see what Golf Digest has to say. Florida woman leads police on wild golf course chase, beats Florida man at his own game. <laughs> You've heard of Florida man. He is an American folk hero. <laughs> Equally at home, catching gators in a trash can as he is tipping uh, the mezzanine, ranting about zombies, trying to eat his brains. He walks among us in many forms, both corporeal and spiritual, prying his trade from Key West to Pensacola. There is no mistake mistaking Florida man. He is everywhere. He is in all of us. Lesser known is Florida woman. <laughs> okay, so this guy definitely went to, uh, uh, to, to writing school and then he ended up writing for Golf Digest. <laughs> Yeah, man, like, this is already turning out to be a pretty well-written article. I'm excited. I hate when they're this well-written, though, because I have a hard time reading them. (laughs) Uh, Lesser known for a little woman. It's all about the change, thanks to Jody Ann Harvey, a 60-year-old Floridian who led police on a harrowing chase across Vero Beach Golf Course on Tuesday afternoon. Uh, Witnesses say that a legend is born. Oh, my Lord. First of all, holy hell, do not skip through the intro. Epic. The Indian River County Sheriff's Office are straight killing it, the content. That, my God, that was written by the Sheriff's Office. <laughs> Second of all, just this, this, and only this. What the heck? <laughs> this is a heck of a look at a 60-year-old woman uh, to pull off, let alone one leading police on an off-road car chase at 1 p.m. on a Tuesday afternoon. Lastly, we're glad no one was hurt because of the sound of things. Harvey was <laughs> out of her damn gourd. <laughs> After refusing to comply with a routine traffic stop, Harvey blasted through a gate, entering into Grand Harbor Golf Course, where she then zigged and zagged through hastily abandoned carts and uh, dumbstruck players alike. <laughs> Eventually, Harvey was subdued as she as considerable cost to her vehicle and those of the pursuing officers and is now being charged with assault with a deadly weapon, DUI, two counts of criminal mischief, aggravated fleeing and eluding, and finally the toothpick umbrella and this this felonious cocktail, aggravated assault on an officer slash firefighter slash EMT. (laughs) And the outfit she's wearing, too. I wish you could see this on on the audio podcast, but she's wearing a... It's like a onesie, but it's open in the front (laughs) with just a couple of straps holding it together. It is... If she came barreling out of the car like she did in this dash dash cam video, um, I I wouldn't get out of my car. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And for those listening, I'm sorry the way I, I laughed my way through that one, but it is just... I don't try to read these ahead of time. I, I, I just I try to do it um, uh, natural, like a natural. The first time I've seen it, so we can have a natural reaction. But dear God, Buck, could you find a harder one for me to read? Oh, I'm sorry, man, but you know what? Out of 80 episodes, I don't think that we have very many articles that were 
so well written. And that was just fun. And, and, and this and they, lady... They pulled that from the sheriff's office webpage, too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, that's just great. That is just great. But either way, first off, I will remind everyone in the in the masses that police officers, whether you like them, love them, or hate them, all receive some amount of vehicle training. They all do. What makes you think? And I, I know, I know, this lady got charged with DUI, and that's probably it was all alcohol fueled. But you got to remind yourself that there's nothing that drunk you or probably even sober you could do to outrun a police officer. Like, very few people actually, like, accomplish that. And then to do it through a golf course. <sighs> I have to Late. imagine the angriest person in this whole situation is the groundskeeper. <laughs> I really do, and I feel terrible for that person. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and I will I will give the three point five for her final answer because anything with a DUI is an automatic three, and she was just that much of an idiot that I gotta get I gotta give her a half a point more on the score. I'm I'm gonna take it. I, I'm having a hard time. Do I leave it at three point five or do I go all the way to full four? Because she did assault people then. Um... But we don't know the extent of it, so I'm going to stick with the 3.5. I want to co-sign. Co-signed! Okay, and we're back for second half of the episode 80 Florida Woman Extravaganza. But unfortunately, that was our last Florida Woman storybook. So here comes the here comes the and friends part of the of the show, and we're going to go right to NBCNews.com. Police think they've nabbed the butt bandit. How come I have not heard of the Butt Bandit book? I don't know. Sound? I I don't. I don't even. I don't even have a pen. I I'm trying to think of a pun for this one because I know that there's one there, but there's just they all escape me at the moment. Well, police have arrested the man for for leaving greasy graphic imprints on the windows of stores, churches, and schools in a small Nebraska town. A 35-year-old man was caught in the act by police early Wednesday morning. Cherry County Attorney Eric Scott said Friday, The man hasn't been charged yet, but authorities believe that he is the vandal some folks have dubbed the Butt Bandit. Beginning in spring of 2007, a mystery vandal visited businesses at night, pressed his naked behind, sometimes his groin, sometimes both. On windows, the marks were made with lotion or petroleum jelly, and while police had earlier worried copycat criminals were getting involved, Scott said they now believed it's the act of a lone deviant. It isn't normal behavior for Valentine, Nebraska, said Scott. It's an embarrassment for the hardworking people who live here. The man was spotted by police at 3.30 a.m. Wednesday and arrested without incident. The suspect appears to be the same man caught on surveillance camera at the middle school last year. Valentine, a town of about 26 people is a remote north central Nebraska uh, and lies near the scenic uh, Neobarara River I'm sure it's an Indian name and I'm sure I butchered it uh, anyway the city was named uh, one of the top wilderness towns in the country last year by National Geographic magazine 
People from the county send Valentine cards to the city's post office so they can be mailed without with with the word Valentine stamped on them. Uh, two, <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, the past two summers, the bandit struck uh, businesses after business with windows after windows. Uh, he stopped over the fall and the winter, presumably because he wouldn't get his nuts cold. Uh, during one particularly brazen session, virtually all the windows in a local hotel were imprinted. <laughs> This dude's just going around slapping fucking ham and salami against the windows everywhere he can. That's <laughs> and apparently he's been doing it for like a decade. I I, I just can't get over the fact that he's running around chicken harding businesses. And I just <laughs> I thought hindsight was supposed to give you the clearer picture, not everyone else. I mean, like, come on, dude. No. No, that was good. No. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, my comedy is an acquired taste. You just haven't caught up with the fact that you're co-hosting with the funniest man alive. Go fuck yourself. But no. Yeah, I mean, like... (laughs) How... I don't want to call these people stupid, but you're in a town with only 2,600 people in it. How has it taken you ten over 10 years to nab the butt bandit? I mean, like, this guy's probably been at, like, town hall meetings thinking he's, like, Jack the fucking Ripper. He's like, ooh. I sure yeah, he's like, them. <laughs> he's like, they still haven't caught me. Ha. Ah. For I am I- the butt bandit. <laughs> yeah. Or do you think he sits around and stews at night I thinking... Mean- Call me the fucking butt bandit. What the hell? They could have come up with something better than that. <laughs> I'm the dick deviant. You know? <sighs> Whatever. Whatever. Butt bandit. Butt bandit to me gets a three. Dude, I'm... <laughs> I hate to say this. Um, What's the difference between this and just going around like on a dusty truck and drawing the picture of a dick. I will also fall on my own sword and give myself a three for doing exactly that. Give him this a... man gets a three. Uh, he's getting... No, man. No, no. Yeah. Just, yeah. Do the I'll fact that a... he had to use petroleum jelly, which is a pain in the ass to clean up. If it had just been lotion, fine. I'll give him the one. But since he had to use fucking Vaseline or something. I'm giving him a 1.5. It's just funny. Nobody's ever seen him do it. So it's not as if he was out there showing off his dick or to anybody, you know? Oh, kids. Oh, the kids. He was, nobody saw it. For years, no one saw it. It's probably the football coach. Oh, you're probably right. <laughs> They're only, we're talking about a demographic of only 2600 like I did misread that it was 2650 <laughs> oh he might even be the pastor then Ooh, or, or at least the um, the deacon so this next one comes from nationalpost.com woman 48 lives and dates as her 22 year old daughter at university okay I've seen horror movies that started, wow I've seen horror movies that started like this buck horror movies a 40-year-old, 48-year-old Missouri woman has pleaded guilty to living two years as her estranged daughter, 
who is in her 20s and embezzling more than $255,000 in Social Security fraud. Laura Oglesby uh, will spend five years in prison without parole and as part of her plea agreement will pay $17,251 to the university as well as restitution to her daughter Laura Ashley Hayes for identity theft. Well, what about the 255000 <laughs> In 2016, Oglesby obtained a Social Security card in the name of her daughter, who was 22 at the time, and got a Missouri driver's license, the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Western District of Missouri said in a statement. The next year, she used the card to enroll in Southwestern Baptist University in Missouri, applying for and receiving financial aid to attend. She received $9,400 in federal student loans, $5,920 in Pell Grants, and $337 for books she got from the university bookstore and $1,863 in finance charges. During her years at the university, as a university student, she paraded herself as a young woman in her 20s with a job at the city library and boyfriends who believed her to be in a 22-year-old woman. Everyone believed her, Chief Jamie Perkins of the Mountain View Police Department. She's had her boyfriends that believe she was, at that age, 22 years old. It was, ironically, thanks to her enrollment at the library that police were able to track her down. Mountain View Police, in August of 2018, uh, had been contacted by the Arkansas authorities, who said they were searching for Mrs. Oglesby, who had stolen Hayes' identity in 2017 to commit finance fraud and embezzlement over $25,000. Authorities told police they believe Ogilvy was living in the Mountain View area, and the police investigated the issue, tracking her address down after finding out she worked at the city library. She was actually employed here, which was kind of odd, and that's how we figured out who she was. They pulled her over during a traffic stop, wherein she uh, attempted to deny that she was Laura Oglesby. But once she showed her proof of her real identity, she had, once she was shown proof of her real identity, rather, uh, she admitted it. She told police that she'd been running for years from a domestic violence relationship. Uh, we don't know her sto her life story or what she told us, but we know what happened here. She was arrested on bench warrants from Arkansas with allegations of federal crimes in Arkansas and Missouri. She had lived the life of a couple for a couple of years and basically just ruined her daughter's credit. In a statement to the New York Times, Southwestern Baptist University said that it is it had a fully cooperated with the investigation and were saddened to learn of the situation. Our prayers are with all those involved. What in the ever-loving shit? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm looking at her pictures, too, and... Um, no, I'm, I'm sorry. She, not 22. No, not even close. Nope. No. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> um, I'm not sure what the hell uh, people were... How did people buy this for so long? She must have picked that particular university because of, like, the lack of lighting, I guess. I'm, maybe. Maybe it was an all-online program. <laughs> yeah, that could be it. I mean, who... Uh, one can only speculate. Yeah, you know what? I mean... If we were going to go down the rabbit hole of a conspiracy, I could I could piece together that like uh, like that could be the only plausible thing. Like online, every once in a while, it has to go to like a physical class, but it goes to like a night class, and just she's like, oh, I got my four a.m. face on. It's like, oh, okay, 
goes in, sits in the back of the room wearing a hoodie and glasses. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just, I don't see any other way to make this work, but that's arbitrary. What the, f- what, what kind of shitbag does that? Especially to your own kid, too, because, I mean, uh, and you know what, I'll, I'll fucking say it, I, I've had it happen to me. It's happened to me. I've had, I've had a relative uh, use my my numbers and everything to get utilities put in their name and um, not pay the bills, and have the debt collectors coming looking for me. So it it happens, and you're a shitbag, and the person if they're listening to this ever, and you're, you're a shitbag. Um, why would you do that to your own kid? That's just the most bizarre part about it. Like, I'm not gonna candy coat it. I'll, I'll, I'll even, I'll even fess up to this as well. My own father used my social security number and bought two cars and opened a credit card and paid them all off and made faithful payments. And I had glamorous credit and was probably the only 11 year old on record who paid off two cars. You know, but like. You know, my dad did that to me, but he didn't, like, do it to be a dick and, like, go to school and party and have sex with other 20-year-olds. Like, what the fuck, man? I I will say, don't send the the debt collectors looking for somebody when they are, by trade, a private investigator and will find you for the debt collectors and personally hand over all your information. Mm Mm-hmm. So, just saying. (laughs) <laughs> either way man what are we going to score this uh this uh this psycho you know, waste of space i gotta give her a three in my opinion i was thinking the exact same thing gotta give her a three nobody was physically hurt except for maybe the egos of the boys that she was dating but at least they can say they had some they, yeah. had, they, got, they got some milf i mean what <laughs> Yeah, what uh, I just hope she made it onto the internet, dude. We're, we're, if we're talking about it, she's on the fucking internet. What are you? No, I'm talking about like on the bang bus or something. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, no, I'm looking and I'm good. Never... <laughs> nah. <laughs> Our next story comes from National. I'm sorry, that's that was the last one. This next one, I'm. <clears throat> this might be some discussion right here. This next one's coming from the AP. Uh, Italy bishop tells children Santa doesn't exist. A Roman Catholic diocese in Sicily publicly apologized to outraged parents after its bishop told a group of children that Santa Claus does not exist. In a Facebook post and subsequent comments Friday, the diocese of Noto insisted that Bishop Angelo Staglino didn't mean to dash the dreams of the youngsters two weeks before Christmas. The Diocesan Communications Director, the Reverend, Reverend Alessandro Palinio, said that Staglinio was trying to underline the true meaning of Christmas in the story of St. Nicholas, a bishop who gave gifts to the poor and the persecuted by the Roman Emperor. Italian news reported, quoted Santiglio uh, as saying during the recent religious festival that Santa doesn't exist, and his red costume was created by the Coca-Cola Company for publicity. First of all, on behalf of the bishop, I express my sorrow to the declaration that, which was created disappointment in the 
than the hearts of the little ones, and want to specific, uh, specify that the Monsignor Staglinio's attentions were quite different. Uh, we certainly must not demolish the imagination of children, but draw good examples from it that are positive for life. So Santa Claus is an effective imagery to convey the importance of giving generosity and sharing. But when this image loses its meaning, you can see Santa Claus, a.k.a. consumerism, the desire to own, buy, buy, and buy again, and then to revalue it by giving it new meaning. But in their public comments of the section of the Noto page were any indication the Sicilian, Sicilian parents weren't having any of it. While several welcomed the bishop's focus on the Catholic's meaning of Christmas, others faulted Staglinios for interfering with family traditions and celebrations, crushing the spirits of children whose early years were disrupted by the pandemic. We are the demonstration that... I'm sorry, we are... The demonstration that when it comes to families, children, and family education, you don't understand a thing. Identify, a commenter identified as Mary Avola wrote. Ah, uh, you know, uh, a lot of times you get these like articles, a lot of Spanish names, Buck, and I, I stumble through them so bad. I got, I did pretty, pretty well with uh, with Italian there. I think uh, I still stumbled through it, but you know, better than normal. <laughs> but. You know what? Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd give you cartwheels instead of stumbles. You you definitely did did okay. So, what is um? Let's 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 leave the, that aside. What is your thought process on Santa Claus? Ah, uh, see, I'm not a very good access point for this because you know, with my own children. My ex-wife is huge on the whole myth of Santa Claus, and so I just bought into it for that reason. Um, I would have to say that, you know, ultimately that that has to lie within the parents, and nobody else really has the business to ruin it, in my opinion. I mean, I think I think this guy really overstepped his bounds, you know. Like, you don't get to go up there and use your religious status to pontificate about the commercialism of Christmas. Did you just really talk you about just, religious status and use the word pontificate? Yes. Because, you know, I figured it would be a good, a good, you know, a good, a good vocabulary word since we're talking about the Catholic Church. <laughs> I think you just stumbled into that and you're trying to take credit. No, no, accidentally awesome is still a hundred percent awesome, Raz. Okay. <laughs> so, so I'm I'm literally going to move my going to move my mic a little closer for this one here because I'm trying to uh, keep my voice down. So here and here's my whole take on the whole thing. Children absolutely should believe in Santa Claus. Santa Claus is not a bad thing, not at all. Now, the gifts that they receive from Santa Claus should not be the best, greatest gifts that you have to offer for the year. If you are buying your child a new game console, that should not come from Santa Claus. That should come from the parents. Socks, underwear, school supplies, things of that nature, those come from Santa Claus. And I say that for a very specific reason. Kids go back to school. Kids talk to their friends. And what did you get from Santa? 
Well, I got a new Xbox Series X. What'd you get? I got some notebooks. I got this toy from the dollar store. Why is that? Why did Santa not love me enough to give me... What did I do bad that I only got this, but Santa gave little Johnny that? You need to think about how your actions impact everyone. And I say that not not to not give your child the toy or the thing that they want, but think about if you're when you're using the, the, the vehicle of Santa Claus, how it could possibly affect somebody else. Because that child might not be growing up in the same situation, the same privilege that yours is. And the idea that the parents are trying to at least do what they can so that child has a good Christmas. You know, I, I grew up very, very, very poor. And, you know, I, I, I was that kid who watched as, you know, um, people around me got game consoles, got, um, got new, nice new clothes and everything like that. And I, and it, it, it took me a while to figure out that why did Santa Claus only ever deliver parent presents to my grandparents? Like the good presents went to my grandparents' house. Um, but, but Santa Claus was able to bring the good presents to my friend's house. It's just, it's, it's something that I think is important. You know, children need to look forward to something. They need to have that Christmas, you know, despite how you feel about Christmas as a holiday, if you do any kind of Christmas celebration where you have the presents under the tree, you're, whether you're Christian or not, some, some, you don't have to be Christian to celebrate Christmas. Most people don't, um, you need to just stop and think for a second, you know, then you, I belong in a couple of groups, Buck for like fathers, I, I like on Facebook and whatnot. And you'll people in there arguing like, no, I'm not letting the fat man take the credit for this when I paid for it. And I, I kind of, I don't want to get in that argument with people. I'm like, listen, no, you should, that, that should be from you, but not for the reason that your selfish little arrogance, your little ego can't handle it. And, uh, I'm kind of going down a, a very like dramatic rabbit hole here, and I'm I'm trying to figure out a way to dig myself out, Buck. So feel free to step in. I'm I I'm just no man. I just like what you're rapping, dude. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm almost I'm sitting here like almost getting clamped. Like you really you're really tugging on my heartstrings. I was just gonna let you keep on going. <laughs> like I I I don't know. I mean, you edit this shit. I mean, <laughs> that's the thing. But I, no, I, I don't. I don't edit it. I, I put it up the way it is. The way it's recorded is the way it goes up. <laughs> oh no, I didn't know that. I should have stopped you so much further. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, but no. You know what though? I can't. I can't disagree with any point you're making, which is why I didn't stop you. I mean, you know, people. People do. I I never even thought of those points because, like I said, I'm not a. I'm not a big Christmas guy. Never have been. It's just not been my thing. But, and I even grew up in a big family. I got my Santa Claus like, socks on. I can't, I can't get them to the camera. <laughs> now, I like, I like Christmas regalia. I'm not going to lie. I do like Christmas regalia. 
but we're we're about ready. We're, we've toppled way too far off the subject matter as is. What do you think about Dickhead Bishop? You know, going ahead and just you know ruining the fucking myth of Santa. Like so, I actually do have a problem with that. If you if you are the type of parent who cultivates the belief of Santa, and then somebody at the uh, you know behind a pulpit just you know just shatters that, like what are you supposed to do? Like what are you supposed to do as a fucking parent? Are you supposed are you supposed to be like no 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 church is wrong about everything I know? Or are you sp- see that's you the know, thing the church like, and the idea especially with Catholics. Especially with Catholics, the church is infallible because the church is the only one that can speak for God. Because as a minister or a priest, whatever, a priest, I guess is what they're called, or a bishop or what have you, in the Catholic religion, they're the only ones that can have that direct relationship with God. You cannot have that direct relationship uh, in the Catholic church unless you are a member of the clergy. You have to speak to God through the clergy and, and vice versa. So, you know, this is a, a tantamount in the Catholic religion to a god telling you this so um the biggest problem re- religion has nowadays is uh, getting if you go into any church right now tomorrow today's saturday when we're recording this you go to a church tomorrow you walk into just about any church you find doesn't matter what denomination it is um the vast majority of the people you in there you're going to see in there collect a social security check Churches have a really hard time bringing in young uh, members. And yeah, this is a good way that those kids don't want to go to church to begin with. Uh, now you really make them not want to come there. And, you know, you have, to, and, and, and you're going to run into an issue where, you know, as soon as they become old enough to make that decision, they're not going to come anymore. So you're going to, you're, you're, you're kind of, uh, you're kind of getting rid of your customer base, if I'm, if I'm going to put it that way. Um, but I also think you need to have a, be ready to have a conversation at any time, because there's a lot of people out there will just tell you tell kids that hey, Santa Claus doesn't exist just because they're dicks. Um, so you need to have the conversation, and I've already got one loaded. It's loaded, in chambered, ready to go, and you know it's it's. And I'll tell you what it's going to be. It's going to be. You know, now is the time where you understand that, you know, Santa is a concept, not a person. And we are all Santa Claus. And now that you are in on the secret, you have to become Santa Claus. And we will then decide who, who is in need, who needs Santa Claus in their life. And it will be their responsibility to ensure that person has a good Christmas without you are far better of a person than I have ever given you credit for. And I, I was today years old when I found that out. No, I'm a dick, but like, (laughs) I know, but I'm getting choked up over here, man. Like you got me, like you got me, man. Like you're tickling money, got nuts and everything, dude. I mean, like you, Ooh, (laughs) like, Oh man. Well, that's not oh. my, that's not my intention. I am literally, and it's because I'm in the. It might just be the tone that I'm using because I'm trying to keep my voice low. Because my no, st- no, it's the message you're sending, man. I mean, like my my, stu- you're, my you're studio, like my studio is like less than soundproof. And if anybody would like to donate to that cause, they can feel free. I'm I'm gonna actually like soundproof this room eventually, but I haven't got there yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Either way, 
Uh, what, what are we going to give the Catholic Church here for being a fucking bunch of douche nozzles and well, uh, fucking up Christmas for a whole bunch of kids, man? I, I t Like, there's no bodily damage, there's no harm, there's no murder. That's damage on a completely different fucking wide-scale level. And it's caused by somebody who's supposed to hold a position of real authority across the land. Like, this isn't a priest. This is a bishop. Like, that's... That that, that that that's getting up there, and I'm gonna I'm gonna have to give this asshole a five. Like there there is real detrimental and like catastrophic fucking ripples that could be caused by that. You know I I reserve the five for bodily harm for somebody who knowingly inflicts pain upon someone else, physical pain. But I have a hard time quantifying everything that I feel about this dickhead. You know, he... he, he I'm, I'm kind of stuck at a four. If, if they're actually going by the tenets of their religion, you know, he and he is supposed to be one of the pillars of their religion, then... The truth doesn't have to be mean, man. There are better and more eloquent ways. That's, a, I, that's, better probably and the, more... that's probably the best way you could possibly put it, is the truth doesn't have to be mean. Right, I like that. <laughs> anyway, like either way, moving along, like this guy. Let's get off the Grinch and go on to somebody who's really fucking crazy. I want. I want to point let's, out let's... one last thing before people start blowing us up in the comments section. Um, this podcast is categorized under entertainment, not comedy, so we don't always have to be on point making fun of people. Just. Just saying that as well. Our next story comes from WAFF.com. Woman accused of urinating in front of Limestone County deputies after stolen mail found in pockets. So we're going a completely different direction now, Buck. <laughs> yeah, buddy. And right out of the rabbit hole. Limestone, Alabama. A Tennessee woman accused of urinating in front of deputies and stealing more than 100 checks from several Limestone County residents is facing multiple charges, including trafficking of stolen identities. According to the Limestone County Sheriff's Office, deputies responded to the area of Parker Road and Highway 72 on December 4th after receiving reports of a woman identified as Catherine uh, Marine Davis of Five Points, Tennessee, stealing mail in a black Dodge truck. When deputies attempted to stop Davis's truck, she quickly turned off her lights and pulled into a driveway. WAFF48 is told once deputies located the truck, she refused to follow their commands and instead pulled down her pants and urinated in front of the deputies. As deputies attempted to arrest Davis, she began to fight them and threw a glass meth pipe. Uh, deputies located stolen mail in Davis's pockets and in her truck. The sheriff said she was also found in possession of meth. After interviewing Davis, Davis located uh, deputies. Sorry, de excuse me. Deputies located additional stolen mail. Deputies found the suspect in possession of over 100 stolen checks, as well as stolen credit cards and bank account information for many victims. Deputies said the affected area is confined to Parker Road, Riley Road, and New Cut Road, Quinn Road, and Seven Mile Post Road. There's a whole bunch of roads here listed. <laughs> uh, Limestone County said that the investigation continues. Investigators will continue to return mail to the victims. I would like to thank the victim that came forward to report this incident. I would also like to thank deputies Austin Riley. Who cares? Davis was charged with possession of a controlled substance, methamphetamine, possession of drug paraphernalia, public lewdness, resisting arrest, and trafficking in stolen identities. So her... <laughs> Do you think that was... 
she was actually like high or crazy or if that was part of like oh, I'm going to plead insanity here so I need to, to set this up so she pulled a Walter White and just dropped trout no this seems like a completely meth fueled rage <laughs> like this 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 that's that's I, I'm sorry man but if we're going to be putting a flag on this play that's the one that I'm throwing Fair that's enough, I just it, I, I, I mean throwing a meth pipe pissing on cops I mean like come on mm, there's some crazy that you can't even fake like I'm sorry (laughs) there's a certain amount of crazy you can't fake okay fair enough Uh, but you know if I ever if I ever like do something completely crazy like, like something like completely like oh fuck i'm going to jail for this when i get caught and i know that the cops are coming to knock on the door you're gonna find me naked in a grocery store somewhere telling you right now <laughs> oh yeah fugue state man fugue state boom 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 i don't remember anything <laughs> nope raz yeah yeah i played music with that guy that's that's as far as it's going now i'm gonna give this lady a yeah, 3.5 because she's fucking with people's mail. She's not really hurting anybody. No, she's I try no, 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 to. No. Identity theft is a big thing. If she's actually like cultivating a. I meant I, physically. I meant physical violence. I meant physical. Right. But if you, you take someone's like livelihood away, and, and you know, there's, there's certain jobs where we do check credit scores. Um, and you take my money away too, where I can't pay for something, you know, especially right now when people's paychecks are the most strained. Uh, I'm giving you a four. That you start throwing piss at me. Yeah, you got a four. Agree with me or not? It doesn't matter. It's a four. <laughs> I was tr- I, well. You're entitled to your score. I just it's wrong. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, that being said, this brings us to a close of episode eighty of the Social Liability Podcast. Uh, hopefully, we're gonna do a little bit of a relaunch next week. Uh, podcast not going to change it's just the way we're going to present it a little bit and uh, hopefully you'll be able to find us a lot more easily and if you want you just keep we'll, we'll, we'll I'll just leave it at that and we'll see what happens next week um, but that being said folks my name is the Raz Grease with my co-host the Buck Rundle wishing you all a happy week and we will see you next week on the Social Liability Podcast Social Liability Podcast